Welcome to 30 Minutes with Nettie, where we explore life through real stories and empower one another. I am your host, Nettie. Hello, hello. Welcome back to a new episode. I am super excited to be back and share these new upcoming stories with you. For this new series, I invited dope humans who are out in the world accomplishing a goal. I hope these conversations spark some type of fire within you and give you that extra push you may need. I know it did it for me. We will start with Jocelyn Rivas. Jocelyn is this badass Salvadorian young woman who is out to break the Guinness World Records for being the youngest person, the youngest woman, and the youngest Latina to run 100 marathons. And just to be clear on what a marathon is, it is a long distance running race of 26.2 miles. By the time the episode is released, she's only two marathons away from 100. I discovered her through Instagram and only knew of her goal of running a 100 marathon. But as we recorded, I kept being more and more amazed with her story. Jocelyn, thank you so much for joining me. And for all the listeners, follow her journey on Instagram at Jocelyn the Warrior. We will jump into the part of the conversation where I was telling Jocelyn how I discovered her online. Enjoy. I saw you in one of, I think, was it Hoka? Do you ever get highlighted in Hoka's page? Yeah, in Hoka's story recently, I got highlighted for, um, I believe it was, I, I even forgot, but it was uh, regarding uh, Fleet Feet. They went ahead and wrote like an article about me. Okay. And that's when they posted about my story about how I'm trying to run 100 marathons. I don't know if it was that. It oh, could have yeah. been Latinos run too, but I mean. Latinos yeah. run. Were you ever in Humans of New York? Not right. No, no. it was human, uh, Humans of Hoka. Humans of Hoka was it? Yeah, I don't <laughs> it's, know. It's been a while, or maybe Latino runners. It's been a while where it kind of highlighted how um, a little bit of your story of uh, being the youngest, you know, run or marathon runner, and your goal was 100 to 100 or 100 uh, marathons. Anyway, so then I saw you were Latina, and I was like, oh, follow. Let me follow because I know it was. I know it was a page that had nothing to do with Latinos. And then I just started seeing, you know, you, you're you're been progressing. And I'm like, oh my God, I have to get her on the podcast. So thank you so much. No, definitely. I'm happy to be here and so excited to get to know more of you and also just, you know, to talk more. Yeah. So why don't we start out from there? So that's all I know from you really is I know <laughs> that you are in the DACA and then a runner. Those are the yeah. two things I know about you. <laughs> yeah, correct. Uh, yeah, my I mean, my mom is an immigrant. Uh, she has uh, TPS. And then myself, I'm a DACA recipient. And yeah, so I'm an immigrant as well. That's, um, uh, and, yeah. and where's your family from? Oh, um, I was born in Salvador. Salvador? Okay, yeah. cool. Mm -hmm. So um, when where did you guys uh, migrate to? Like what state, what city? Oh, I'm currently in Los Angeles, California, and we haven't moved from here since, you know, since I arrived. And my mom, too, when she came in, I think in the 2000s, uh, she came to the to L.A. and she literally has been living here since. Wow. So how old were you when you moved to L.A.? Uh, well, my mom left me behind with my grandma and my grandpa. And so she could send money back and you kind of say, take care of me a bit more. And then when I was a bit older, just like, you know, six years old, she decided to bring me with my sister. And yeah, I came here when I was six years old. Oh, wow. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So then at six, um, did you know any English or you had to learn it with school? Yeah, I had no idea. I was like saying like salud, which means like bye in Spanish 
to like all my friends and then my mom was like no stop like that is you know back in the like you know that was oh Jocelyn are you gonna say bye instead and I was like okay but um definitely I didn't know any English at all nothing Uh Uh I was I also had a black African-American teacher so it was like he knew nothing of Spanish either and it was kind of like we both didn't know how to communicate with one another Uh but we found a way and yeah we we made it work you know yeah also that when you came um to LA you you were put in all English classes yeah wow yeah (laughs) mistakes (laughs) I was like what is going on here so I just you know and do you can you still remember because I know how old are you now I am now 24 so I can still remember yeah do you still remember that experience yeah, I do because it's so funny to me because now I look back at this new system of like school and now like if you don't know any English, they put you like in Spanish classes yeah. and like they have like a whole different like I guess program and like I was never in none of those programs. I was just called like you know what that's a, one of the students falling behind kind of in a yeah. way. You know? Uh So, (laughs) you know, uh, it was kind of funny. But yeah, I mean, I think it was just like a lot of students go through it. And I just had to go through it. Yeah. And um, so then you went, you went all your high school. And then um, did you, when did you start feeling like comfortable or like, like you were indulgent to the American culture? Well, I mean, I would say like in fifth grade, I graduated from ESL, which was essentially, you now know basic English. Gotcha. <laughs> now you have a good profession kind yeah. of English. So when I went to middle school, I was already like, okay, feeling better because yeah. I finally graduated from that <laughs> program. And I was like, okay, great. Yeah. Um, I'm better off. And then um, I think, yeah, middle school was exactly yeah. where, you know, I got to meet more friends. I definitely learn more and I just kept asking a lot of questions and definitely I think the friends I had you know were Latinos too but they you know they knew English too they had parents that talk Spanish and also English so it was kind of like the mix of both and so yeah I definitely you know I will speak both languages sometimes cool 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 and um so when did you start getting into running so I started my running journey back in 2013. Um, I actually went out to the LA Marathon 2013 to see a friend finish. And I saw people of all ages running, kids that were 12 and 16 years old to adults that were like, you know, 70. And I was like, wow, like the gap was so big of like the age group. And I was like, why is it that I'm not out there? What's preventing me from being out there? And I think that just stuck with me like the whole time. Like, like I saw everyone running and I wanted to run too, I guess. You just get inspired by everyone and you're like, wow, I want to yeah. do that. And the ne- like, I think uh, that was March 2013. And in September of 2013, the program started again where you start training for six months. Okay. And so I decided to sign up with the program Students Run LA and that's that's, That's essentially okay. when my running journey started. So how old were you? I was I was 16, I'll say. No, 15 or 16. I think wow. I was 15. Yeah, yeah, I was 15. So yeah. are you are you still um well you're very close to accomplishing your goal, right? When did okay, so then you started, why am I not in the marathon? And then when did you put yourself a goal that like I want to run a hundred marathons? So this whole thing started actually when um 
as a DACA recipient, you have to renew your thing every two years, your permit. And essentially, it was in 2013 when uh, Donald Trump took over and he said, I'm going to go ahead and close DACA. It's going to come off the table, you know. And essentially, that caused a lot of fear in me. And I was very frustrated because I was in my second year of college and I was like, all my sacrifices, all my hard work, everything is gone. And I just, I felt like I was at the bottom and I was like, I have to do something, something that's going to help me, but also show the world that, you know what, we're here to do something good. We're not just here to, you know, how they say steal jobs and things like that, but to also provide for the society and also I'll run you also to I'll run you (laughs) (laughs) but also like kind of show like a different kind of message you know and I decided to run 100 I was like you know what I remember seeing those people who ran like 100 marathons I think I could do that you know what I'll 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 go ahead and do it by then I think I had only ran six marathons only six Wow. but I was just like I think I could do it you know like it's something crazy but also you know maybe you'll get some attention with DACA you know Mm-hmm. And it did. And so definitely that helped out. But throughout the time, my, you could say my why to running change. So it went from like the whole DACA, not being able to, you know, renew it to, you know, being scared of getting deported to then just, you know, wanting to inspire, you know, my community, especially girls in my community to see like, you know what, if this Latina could do it, you can do it too. Or just essentially any woman, you know, like it is hard on your body and essentially you are, you know, sacrificing a lot and pushing your body. But, you know, the body of a woman is just amazing and super strong. So I also wanted to kind of like showcase that. That's so awesome. So cool. So what number are you on right now? This uh, I just completed marathon ninety seven and ninety six and ninety seven this weekend. Yeah. Wow. So, Three yeah. more. You have it already <laughs> planned. <laughs> Three more to go this weekend. I do have the Rock and Roll San Diego, which uh-huh. is going to be ninety eight. Okay. Marathon ninety nine is still unknown. I still don't know which one. And then a hundred will be at the LA Marathon where it all started. It all started. That is yeah. so cool. <laughs> yeah. Ending how, it where it all started. Yeah. How exciting. Uh, how does how is like the support from your family or friends? Well, in the beginning when I started running, my mom didn't want me to start running actually. Yeah. Um, the reason why was because I was born with a broken back, neck, and feet. So she, yeah, she was super scared. She was, you know, being a mom, super protective. She's like, you're not going to run a marathon. You can run a marathon. And she was kind of like, essentially, like, she just didn't believe in me that I could do it. But at the same time, it was more like she also wanted to protect me. Um, But then, you know, after I completed my first marathon, she was like in shock. She was like, you did it. I was like, yeah, I did it. Like, Mm -hmm. I, I believed in myself enough to know, like, I could do it. But um, after that, she thought, oh, it's over, you know, no more marathons. You proved me wrong. You know, I was like, if only, you know, <laughs> if only, you know, I got 99 more to go. <laughs> yeah, that's what okay. happened. OK, that's also another inspiring part, like part of it. You were born with a broken neck, back and what else? And feet. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. then and- how, how long did it take for you to like fully, I don't know, here or how did you take care of yeah. that? So essentially, um, it was like certain like, you know, therapy, my mom had to take me. Um, we got to remind ourselves sometimes that, you know, the resources in El Salvador weren't like, you know, the best. Mm-hmm. So the only resource they could use is kind of like 
therapy and then also uh, going ahead and physical therapy and then also going ahead and using like this pillow to carry me everywhere around because I was just essentially broken and so you couldn't even hold me like with wow. your arms. yeah and so my mom had to carry me with that pillow and I mean I have I don't remember that I don't but um I do remember being in the hospital in and out but uh she said that like after a year my body started to heal everyone was just like in shock because supposedly it was like a miracle like they told her I was going to end up like in a wheelchair or like not even be able to walk. And so essentially my mom was just like in this belief, like, oh my God, this is like God's work, you know, like mm. all my prayers answer. And so that's what happened. And yeah, I mean, I went in and out of the hospitals for different things in the future, but, um, you know, I still deal with back pain, neck pain majority of the time but um I think it's just something I got in used to now so it comes and goes so it's definitely nothing like oh my god I'm gonna die (laughs) (laughs) wow you're like a complete badass I didn't even know like what the heck you're over here representing Latinas you're representing women you're representing you know some of us that aren't born you know 100% like uh I don't even know what to call it like healthy or whatever um yeah Wow. So that it gives it even more like this is huge. Now, are you still on that record of being the youngest to hit 100? I'm trying to break the uh, record to become the youngest uh, woman to run 100 marathons. Um, And then also the youngest Latina to run 100 marathons. Badass. So cool, (laughs) Jocelyn. Oh, no, um, that's if I get there. That's if I get there. Three away. I believe in you. <laughs> Hopefully it all works out. Yeah. So um, now let's get now I have like some questions about you actually preparing because <laughs> I'm telling you, you're like motivating me to join one marathon. You know, the big yes. the Chicago one. Yeah. I mean, I, know, I haven't done it, but um, yeah, I heard of it. Yeah. It's yeah. A big one. Yeah. The big one just passed like I think two weeks ago. And I was like, Hmm, maybe I could do it. <laughs> Where do you live? I live like uh, 45 minutes north from Chicago. Oh, wow. Yeah, that would be perfect. You know what? Applications just open up, so you should maybe apply. <laughs> yeah, because that was like lottery based. But you, yeah. you have like a whole year to prepare. I know. That's what do it. my friend and I were talking. We're like, we have a whole year. And then her yeah. sister was like, people train for this. We're like, hey. <laughs> so how is that? Like, how is that for your body? Do you know? Have you cal- calculated uh, to right now how many miles you've run so far? No, I, oh, you I haven't done really that. Know. Because the thing is that when I started, I was having an Apple Watch, oh, and so okay. the Apple Watch kept on like turning off in mile twenty-two of a marathon, no so it wouldn't even capture the whole marathon, which is so bad. Uh-huh. So I finally decided to like upgrade to a Garmin, which uh-huh. battery yeah. life is perfect. I got the Garmin. Yeah. <laughs> it's like definitely like oh my god last so long but um yeah I have no idea how many miles the only thing I do know is that 100 marathons like the distance of 100 full marathons is the distance from the border of El Salvador to the border of the United States no way that's even crazier right this is like a story (laughs) this is a story you need to write (laughs) I have no idea right from like the the moment you were born and get the stories from your mom to coming to LA, to learning English, to this is yeah, and then it all revolves. This is legit. Yeah, Sounds like crazy. a badass story that I would read. <laughs> it's crazy. I'm like, it was meant to be, you know. Yeah. 
Yeah, so cool. You are going to finish it. So how how is it for your body? Yeah, when I prepare for my marathons, it's kind of crazy because I tend to run a marathon every weekend. So most people tend to train for a marathon six months, four months, even three months um, if they're already advanced. But myself, since I literally can't even train for a marathon because I have one every weekend, I literally just, I run my marathon on Saturday or Sunday, if not both days, depending. And then Monday and Tuesday, I rest completely. Stretch, rest, recovery process. It's all those two days recovery. Then on Wednesday, I could go for my first one, three miles. Then on Thursday, I could go for five, seven miles, or even still 5K. And then Friday, I could run again. And that's normally the day I could run the most. But I normally just stick around with five miles still. So my mileage is very low, you can say, um, because my weekends are filled with you know 26.2 miles yeah. but um yeah I take Saturday off before the race unless I have like a 5k race that's part of like a challenge because I love getting extra medals and yeah Sunday I run the marathon so it's definitely very minimum mileage you could say but it's because um I mean I try to do more and I just end up injured yeah. and it's just yeah, for me I think my body's just asking for more rest and so that's what I ended up seeing that Monday, if I rest Monday and Tuesday, You're I'm really, yeah, I really do not get injured as much or, you know, as bad if I rest those two days. So definitely it helps, you know, take those days off. It definitely, your body will thank you, you know? Yeah. You're listening to your body. Yeah, definitely. My body's like, stop. Even right <laughs> now, I mean, right now I'm pushing it to its limits. I feel like it, but I'm like, I'm almost there to the finish. You could do it just a little yeah. more you know? But yeah. yeah, that is so awesome. I know earlier you said kind of like the message or it's kind of changed, you know, yeah. throughout your marathon. Uh, what do you, what are you feeling now that you're about to account? You're three away from a hundred. Yeah. I mean, my message is I just want to inspire the world just to see that, you know what, to go chase your dreams. My dreams was simply, you know, I mean, I did want to run 100 marathons, but like, you know, the more I ran, the more I wanted it. And definitely, I think it's just to go and chase your dreams, whatever that is. Nothing's going to, I mean, nothing could stop you. The only person that could stop you is you, essentially. So as long as you believe in yourself, you know, you know, you got to work hard. That's for sure. You got to work hard for it. But um, anything's possible. Anything. That was perfect. Man, you like motivating me. <laughs> you see, you can run a marathon, right? that was awesome that was perfect i'm so like thankful to you no anytime it's a natural conversation and i love that <laughs> hopefully i didn't talk too much Thank you for tuning in today. Let me know what you think of today's episode. If you would like to join me, email me at nettiespodcast at gmail.com. You can also find me on Instagram at nettiespodcast. Don't forget to subscribe and review, and please continue to help me spread the word by sharing this episode with your friends and family. I hope everyone has a good week, and I will talk to you soon. Peace.